This is Takeaway Only, a podcast about the hospitality industry in crisis. I'm Howie Kahn, and these are the stories of the people who take care of you. Today's guest is John Gray, co-founder of the Bronx's own Ghetto Gastro. I caught up with John on his last day in the Cayman Islands. We talked about radical partnerships, dismantling systemic racism, feeding New York City's poorest borough, Ghetto Gastro's Juneteenth plans, and why John is moving through this moment with a new and powerful sense of hope. We're back Friday with an all-new guest. Please hit subscribe so you don't miss it. Stay tuned now for John. John, hello. What up, what up, what up? You've always told me that Ghetto Gastro is a black power kitchen. What does it mean to be running a black power kitchen in this moment? Well, I think like the way we think about kitchen is a place where we formulate ideas and execute ideas. And when we put the black powder that, you know, it's funny because a lot of times in the Instagram comments, people will be like, black power is racist. Like, how can they say black power and I can't say white power? And it's like, Black people in America, and, and even you could say around a lot of the world, you know, the darker you are, the more you suffer is typically how it works when we think about these system, systems of oppression, if we're talking about white, white supremacy and, and these, these concepts and ideas. So really black power is about reclaiming our power and in the fight for equity, equality, and all of those things, you know. And, and also the homage to Kwame Ture, a.k.a. Stokely Carmichael, who's a brother from the Bronx who coined the term, you know? So we're just keeping it, keeping it true to the roots. What kind of work are you guys engaged in in the Bronx right now? What's Ghetto Gastro doing in the community? Well, right now we, we, um, we have a partnership with La Mirada, which is a um, Oaxacan restaurant run by undocumented immigrants and Rethink Food NYC. And we're pushing out a thousand, a thousand meals per day to different people in the community, whether they're elders in NYSHA housing, people that have just come out of Rikers Islands or other, other corrections facilities that are in transition, and also like at women's shelters, and also if you, people just in the community that, that, need, that need food. So we've been doing that. That was like a pandemic crisis response. You know, people that are out of work, couldn't get food, had to stay, had to shelter in place, making sure we were getting them healthy, nutritious meals. Tell me about the partnership with, with Rethink and how that came about. It came about with, with Matt, who's the founder of Rethink, criticizing me on our show, Gastronomical Cribs. He's like, yo, people are losing their shirts in there, and you're in the tropics, in the robe. And I'm like, first of all, man, look, Black Joy is an act of rebellion. And, and, and also, it's like, it's, a, it's so much, like, sad, bad, negative news out there. Like, we wanted to shed light and... and do something, show a positive aspect of how we're all connected while we're all in place with some of our friends that people might not have access to them in their home, like a Tony Hawk or Naomi Campbell, Michelle Lamy, Black Thought, like in that intimate space with them and seeing how they're getting by, what they're doing for their mental health, so forth and so forth. So it was like more out of inspiration and thinking, what could we do while we're here? But that argument that we had letting us talking, letting, led it to us really talking about doing this work in the Bronx. I'm like, well, look, I was rethinking the Bronx. So what the fuck y'all got going on? This is like going to be the hardest hit area. This is before we knew it, but I knew it was going to be because I just knew about, you know, when you have the poorest borough, it's going to be the hardest hit, you know, when you think about the divestment in healthcare and, and when you think about the food apartheid and the 
food insecurity of the borough, I just knew that it would be kind of hit hard. So yeah, and that, that's kind of how it started. And we've been in cahoots with La Mirada, like I'm a regular there, love what they do. Um, the son Marco actually has a film about him where he got locked up so he could go to ICE facility and, and enlighten some of the detainees on methods that they could use to get themselves out of that situation. When did he do that? I want to say that was a couple of years ago. I'll, I'll wow. find I'll find a doc and send you the link so you can speak wow. intelligently about it. But yeah, like they're really about that shit. You know what I mean? Like they have the Black Lives Matter, and in there they've always had it. They have a refugee refugees welcome on the door. It's like they're radical with it, you know. And we're, we're radical too. So because we were using terms like Black Black Power Kitchen or um, Ghetto Gastro, you know, we were we were really um, giving a middle finger to any type of respectability politics and like we were just coming through unapologetic with it and now it's a blessing to see that people are starting to catch up you just said black black joy is a form of rebellion which i love i also know you're coming back to the bronx uh tomorrow what's what's the plan when you hit the ground as soon as we hit the ground we got three we got three food trucks um going out on saturday um, we got one going to Queens, Jackson Heights with our boy Angelo in cahoots with NICE, which is, I don't want to mess up the acronym. Let me tell you the acronym. NICE is the New Immigrant Community Empowerment, and they're based in Jackson Heights. Cool. So you got, you got the food trucks? Yeah. So we got, we got three food trucks pushing out um, 500 hot meals um, per food truck. So one's going to be in Queens Saturday and Sunday, so we got 1,000 meals there. And we got two in the Bronx, so 3,000 meals. Just thinking about how we could contribute to the revolution and the rebellion in a, in a way that is native and makes sense for us because, like, everybody has a different role in this thing. And where are you going to be? Are you going to be on, on the trucks? Are you going to be... I'll be outside. I'm going to post outside of the truck, kicking it with the people. we making some playlists, play some music, and keep the vibes going. You guys have been putting up some, some video footage of the protests around the country and... Um... How, how do those come about? Who makes those? How do you choose what, what you post? I know your social media is highly curated and really important to you. Well, in this, in this moment, I don't really care about the curation. Like, yeah, we've been designing some imagery with, with like statements and quotes that we believe in um, just so like our audience could, could grasp it and want to want to delve deeper into it. But the videos, I can't speak on who's making them. But it's, it's part of the family. It's part of the family. It's like the revolutionary activist organizer family that, that, that have really been instrumental in educating and enlightening me because I've always been radical in my thought process, but I don't always have all of the information and the data and the science to support the, the thoughts, you know? So keep me honest and uh, teach me. You guys put out a, a food is a weapon t-shirt uh, last week and you've raised over a hundred thousand dollars. That happened. <laughs> we're doing, we're, yeah, it, it was crazy to see, to see the response and food is a weapon is really like touching on some of those things in these communities, right? Like it's been used as a weapon against us. So let's pick up that weapon and now use it against the pressure. And like, let's, let's fortify and edify and nourish ourselves with good nutritious foods and, that's, that's kind of the vibe, you know. Where does the money go? Oh, so for this tea, the money is going to Rethink, Color of Change. And shout out to Color of Change. They just got two cop shows 
taken off the air, you know? So like they do radical work in terms of like really supporting and getting people to vote um, during these like local DA races, you know, it's like 250 races. Cause that's a big part of police reform and, and like these police have to get prosecuted when they cre- commit these egregious acts. So getting DAs that aren't afraid to prosecute cops, right? So that's a big part of Colors of Change work. And then they've, they've, they've also been about like getting programming that normalizes police misconduct and pol- police brutality, like shows like Cops that have been on for 33 years. They got a show that's been on for 33 years off the air, you know, and they just also got another one off Annie. So Color of Change, our friend Lauren Halsey, who's a fine artist, she started a community center, um, the Summer Everything Community Center, and they're putting out a thousand produce, organic produce and food boxes, taking them around more food apartheid struck, food desert, food insecure areas, Watts and areas in South Central. So it's Color of Change, Summer Everything, Community Center, Lauren Halsey, and um, Rethink, Rethink Food NYC. What's what's the summer going to look like for you in the Bronx? What kind of commitment are you making to your your community for the next several months? Um, besides what we've been doing, um, just being on the ground. You know, I think just continuing the work that we that, that we've been doing. Like, I don't know if we need to like reinvent the wheel and keep doing more. I think we just need to be consistent in the work that we are doing. Like I mentioned earlier, we all have a role in this. In this, and our role is disseminating information, um, getting people fed connecting dots you know i've been i've been like acting as a consultant for some corporations on where they should um deploy some dollars like to where they can actually be in the field and go towards the work getting done rather than just like infrastructural operational costs at a nonprofit. you know so that's that's and i think that's that's like just focusing on what we're doing at and amplifying that and using that for the for the, for the movement for the cause more product too. We're gonna to do more product with a, with proceeds going to the um, to these causes. So more more seasonings, more knives, more t-shirts. Yeah, it's funny you say that because we're looking to launch a, a we're doing like a, a, a shop on on Juneteenth, which is June nineteenth. So we're gonna do the food as a weapon in another colorway because people have been, really been thirsty for that. Who would have knew, Howie? Who would have knew that we 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 exceeded the expectations? on that drop. Um, so we're going to do food and weapon in, in another colorway. We're looking at doing our Burnside limited edition hot sauce that we weren't even intending on selling, but we want to bless the people. And then um, the, the, the Juneteenth, Juneteenth seasoning on dropping on Friday. We got some Espelette, Benny Seeds, Sancho, Nori, you know, a lot of red, black, and green. When you say you're consulting with corporations, does that mean you're you're trying to steer corporations to be more friendly to black people and steer away from institutional racism? Um, well, yeah, I think I think because these are these are companies that we've already been working with, so I think they already were on that on that boat, you know. Because you think about Ghetto Gastro, especially if you're a luxury goods company, European luxury goods. Working with Ghetto Gastro is somewhat of an active rebellion, right, against the status quo and, and kind of. So these are these are people that we collaborate with already that are just reaching out. Like John, what do you think? Like we we want to support this. Like where what do you think our resources are best used? And I'll just help 
give them some context and give them some some insights on organizations that I trust that are doing the work and that we know. So, what do you yeah. say? Where is the where where is the first place you would point a, a group like that with major resources? Well, I think it really depends on what they want to what they're thinking about because some people are thinking about education, right? Some people are thinking about police brutality. Others are thinking about creativity and investing in arts, like more black joy skills. So, so it really depends. And like Color for Change, I, the Equal Justice Initiative with Brian Stevenson, if, if it's really about policy and that like long tail, long term, structural, infrastructural, political um, change, um, Black Futures Funds, um, and Rethink. And rethink. Yeah. One of the things that you guys are so good at is bringing people together from all different points of view and all different walks of life. I think one of the hard things about this moment is, is we're still, you know, on the tail end of a pandemic and people can't really do that yet. So it's got to be a challenge trying to figure out how to join folks without being able to join folks. Yeah, yeah. I think we just had to get creative, just like how we started Gastronomical Crib, you know? It's like we're bringing people together in a digital space. So we're also doing a, um, a cookout, a Juneteenth cookout with Instagram on, on the 19th to galvanize and gather people and maybe put out a recipe that everybody could do and be a part of this dinner party. You know, so we're still working on that. I love that. I love that idea. That's going to be an Instagram live? Um, yeah, yeah. It'll be an IG live. That's great. How do, how do you think this current moment's going to change the course of Ghetto Gastro? I know, I know it's just a continuation of, of, of doing the work, but, uh, you know, you guys have, have come so far, I think, from a space where it was really exciting to, you know, to cook dinner for the premiere of, of Black Panther. It's, a, it's, it's like a bigger moment that we're part of right now. Yeah, yeah. I think for us, it's like what we we're always talking about is just really, like, the food insecurity is super important, but I also think economic while we're in this capitalist system right the economic inequity and inequality is something that i know we want to focus on for ourselves like really building a fruitful substantial business um creating opportunities for people like us um so i think it's just going to be more of that like we can't we can't do those like you know the, the bottom line in the majority of our business was events with clients and these happenings which are who knows, it might be another 18 months before that becomes a, a reality again, right? So we just had to pivot and like really focus on product. And like, like we were talking about it, like we, we spoke about it like last year about dropping a season and we didn't get a chance to drop it because we were busy working on other people's projects. So now it really gives us the autonomy to work on ours. And, and some of the members have like solo projects they want to work on. So just trying to be supportive of those as well. I was talking to a mutual friend of ours the other day, and she was saying how, how you're consistently the most hopeful person she knows through, through all of this. What are you hopeful about? I'm hopeful for change. And, and like, <clears throat> like I said, like what we've been preaching is good to see like allies, co-conspirators, and, and even like black people more comfortable to say it, you know, because like in the face of white supremacy and white fragility, a lot, of, a lot of people of color, black people, don't feel like they have the space to really express their true thoughts and feelings and, you know, having a, having a um, what's the word I'm looking for? 
having a code switch and, and do all of these things. So now I think we're in a space where it's like, nah, fuck that. You know, and now and then I think people just want to learn. Like, white folks are in a space to want to learn and really understand. It's not that, like, oh, Jay-Z did it, you could do it. Michael Jordan did it, you could do it. It's like, nah, there are really structural things at play that have been in play for the last half a millennium. So let's, let's start to deconstruct those things. And you believe that, that food can help with this dialogue and deconstruction? I think storytelling is a big part of it. And, and you, you story st- we tell stories with food. That's, that's what we do, essentially. If you drill down what we do, we're storytellers, and food is one of the mediums in which we use to tell stories. So I think storytelling is important. It's, storytelling is what created white supremacy, right? So it's going to be a big part of what dismantles it. Yeah, I think there's so many stories to tell. I mean, even the fact that there's so much focus now on on Juneteenth. I've never seen so much focus on Juneteenth. I've worked in media for for 20 years. You know, it's it's now headline news. There was a story about Juneteenth above the fold on the the New York Times food section yesterday that, that Nicole Taylor wrote. It's a great story. Yeah, yeah, I got to read it. I saw it was in the Times, right? Yeah, it was it was it was really good. Shout out to Nicole Taylor. Shout out to Samin too. My friend Samin Noshrat. Um, she she's been and Matt, Maddie Matheson, right? Like we've been getting a lot of love lately. People are like a lot of people in the game are being like, nah, ghetto gas, or they've been about this from day one. Shout out to some of the folks that are like highlighting it and sharing that. But yeah, like I said, it's it, it's dope for people to catch up because like what we've been doing hasn't been popular. Like it's been niche and very like it, it, you have to kind of take be willing to take a risk to kind of fuck with us right because <laughs> telling what we're going to say what we're going to do was going to happen but now it's like i said people people seem to be getting on this type of time which is refreshing right like i didn't think i'd be able to see the type of change that i think is going to take place in my lifetime and it's happening it's happening in front of our eyes i think yeah it's like we're we're blessed to be alive right now and to be a part of this and i'm just fully fully focused on seeing it to the finish line. Well, it's never finished, but seeing it change. Are you going to uh, sell the robes from Gastronomical Cribs? Yeah, yeah, we got to do that. It, it, it hit the back burner. We'll probably bring Gastronomical Cribs back in July. But yeah, that that's definitely will be, will be a thing. And probably what we'll do is figure out a way, because as we keep dropping product, and that's how we're pivoting our business, figure out a way where a percentage of all proceeds will, for the rest of the year will go to different causes that we, we feel are worthy. I think you got to do the run-up to the election, you know, candidates version of gastronomical cribs, get all those people in, in contested races in the kitchen talking, showing their human side, you know? That's actually really smart. That's actually really smart. I have a good idea once in a while. That's a good one. That's a good one. I got to get, I really want to get AOC on it. I've been trying to get AOC on this show too. It's like my mission every 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 week. I try to send a, a letter to AOC. I think you have a better shot than than me. Uh, okay. I mean, she follows she follows us on the gram, but she hasn't replied to the DMs. I'm gonna I'm see if somebody can get in touch with her team. I think that's a great I idea. I just have to run down on her, see where she's gonna be at when she's doing something in the community. Just run down on her, like yo, what's popping? She's out there, man. She's dropping yeah. food too. You know what I mean? Like she's been she's been hustling. She's impressive. Yeah. She's, she's in the field. So. And I think we'll just be all stronger together, right? 100%. The more community, the more joining, uh, you know, joining of forces, that's where it's at, I think. Running up to this election, it's so critical. Oh, man, so critical. So, this is why I'm out, out here. <laughs> 
It's crazy. John, our show is called Takeaway Only. What's your What's your big takeaway from being an activist and running Ghetto Gastro with your partners through this time? I won't even say I'm an activist because I don't want to. I don't want to discount the organizers and the people that really do this day in and day out. And like when when I go to sleep, I think about Black Liberation and I think about growing Ghetto Gastro into a big business that benefits the community. You know, I think for us, it's like. I'm an entrepreneur, so how do I, and a storyteller, so how do I use my talents to aid and abet the movement, you know? And I'm blessed to be in cahoots and to be in communion with some prolific thinkers and activists. And like I said, people that eat, sleep, what is it, eat, sleep, and shit? Eat, sleep, and shit this work, you know? Um, so, so, yeah, I wouldn't say I'm an activist, but I'm passionate about change, and I want to definitely, we want to play our part in the revolution of this country of the world so my takeaway i didn't really answer that but um what was the question i think you you answered in a way that's that's characteristic for you i mean you answered with ambition well you answered with ambition which is how i've always known you to answer so that's the vibe like we coming baby get down to lay down you know what i want to see i want to see ghetto gastro as the white house chef like collectively like white house chef ghetto gastro it would be dope we want to place it yeah yeah like it might not be us in there. Like, no, but up, just like the organization, you know? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that'll be fire. Like, that'll definitely be fire. Yeah. You just got to get that out of there. Oh, man. Make it happen. Make it happen. We will. We will, man. John, thank you so much for being here. Safe travels home. and uh, Thank you, Howie. I know the Bronx will be happy to have you back. I can't wait to get back and put my feet on the, that fertile cement. <laughs> All right, bro. Take care. Peace. That was Ghetto Gastro's John Gray. You can follow Ghetto Gastro on Instagram and link to their Juneteenth shop at Ghetto Gastro. Thank you so much for listening. Takeaway Only is produced by Casey Khan, Rob Corso, and me, Howie Khan, for Freetime Media. Our logo is by Reynald Philippe at Beepoles. Music by John Palmer. Special thanks to Kristen Millar, Antoine Ricardou, Raphael Weil, and to the whole team at Welcome. Check out their important community building work at welcomeconference.org. We're back Friday. This is Takeaway Only.